Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's your girl Jessie Mae Peluso. It's Friday, a couple days late, but hey, we're here. That was the sound of Carlin flapping his ears. Without fail, my dogs find a way to be right up in my shit when I'm trying to work, but that's okay. We're gonna get through it. Uh, I'm very excited for this week's episode. It's a little bit of a archived episode. I sat down with this particularly very interesting and intelligent woman and talked about her company that I think is groundbreaking and will be beneficial for people everywhere, especially people who have a hard time accessing healthcare and getting to the doctor and all that. But trust me, it's pretty dope. Um, before that, let me tell you guys where I'm going to be. I uploaded most of my show dates to jessiemay.com. I've been real, real organized lately, people. I'm very proud of myself. But uh, tomorrow night, June 16th, 8 p.m., I'm going to be at the Ice House in Pasadena. Please come check it out. It's the Hilarious Comedy Show. I am taking the Hilarious podcast name and trying to make it into fun new different things so we're gonna do a hilarious podcast a hilarious comedy show which is gonna be at the ice house in pasadena california 8 p.m tomorrow night i'm gonna hotbox a bunch of my comedian friends in the green room and then we're gonna go perform comedy that's why it's gonna be hilarious <laughs> and then um where the hell else am i gonna be i'm going to be at the ice house again uh, June 27th for Whitney Cummings comedy show. That's at 8 p.m. I'm going to be at Killer Shrimp in Marina Del Rey for a fundraiser at 8 p.m. on June 23rd. Jumping around a little bit here. June 26th, I'm going to be at Bar Libich in Los Angeles. That's for Rachella uh, Wolfie. Wolfie Memes, my new favorite comedian stoner friend, uh, Rachel Wolfson, has her show, Rachella, at Bar Libich. That's June 26th. Coming up in July, I'm doing a Connecticut tour, a mini Connecticut tour, if you will, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Those dates are on jessiemay.com. I think I go through Southampton, Southing, Southington, Hamden, and then I'm going to be in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut, the, the 13th and 14th at uh, a lovely place that I can't remember the name of. But that's all through Connecticut, the 11th through the 14th. Go to jessiemay.com for those details. And then I'm going to be at the Philadelphia Punchline, July 26th through 28th. Philly Punchline, that's going to be so dope. Come out, uh, let's laugh together. I'm going to be there with my brother, Marty Caproni. And then him and I are going to be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Eric Zona. <laughs> sounds like a, the way a dude talks about his dick. It's Eric Zona. Okay, bro. Put your Zona out of my face. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. That's August 2nd through the 5th at the House of Comedy. Then after that, the Seven Deadly Sin show is going to the UK. Scotland. Fringe Fest. August 7th through the 13th. You can get details for it uh, at the Fringe Fest website, which escapes me. But I am going to be there the 7th through the 13th. I'm so excited about that. Um, and more dates are on my website. Go check it out. And uh, if you guys mention my podcast, you get a chance to win free tickets to any show that's coming near you. Just email me at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com and uh, you get a chance to win. Uh, you guys are amazing, first of all, because you've been rating and reviewing this podcast, which is just so dope of you. I, I love that I can ask a favor of my friends and fans and you guys are pulling through for me. So if you haven't already, please take a couple seconds to just rate and review this podcast. Tell other people why you love it. 
and it really helps just get the word out. So much fun doing this. I try and make it dynamic, as dynamic as I think I am, (laughs) or crazy, whichever the word is. I try and keep it fun and fresh for you guys. And that brings me to this week's episode, which features a very, very, very interesting um, product that I came to discover, I believe on on Twitter. Um, but I got to meet the creator of this awesome product called My Lab Box, which is just a, basically an amazing product to get safe, safe sex tested through a home delivery kit. It's this home de- delivery kit. I'm going to be doing it tonight. I'm going to be swabbing my cooch myself to make sure that I'm all clean. <laughs> Keep your coochie right. Okay. Okay. Keep that coochie right. Keep that coochie fresh. Okay, so I'm going to be testing it myself, and it's just a dope product. If you don't want to get to the doctor, you can't get to the doctor, you don't have health care, this is an amazing thing for so many different walks of life, and uh, their logo is Safe is Sexy, and I think that's dope. It's progressive, it's useful, it's fresh. Um, Hopefully, you're fresh down there, (laughs) but I got the chance to sit down with this amazing entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, and discuss her product, My Lab Box. I hope you enjoy the interview with the very, very intriguing and just super fun to talk to, Lori Ivanova. Yo, I don't think we should talk about oh, this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? No, but it's a part of life, okay? Googled you. Well, how did that go? (laughs) It went good. It was interesting to know that you girls started this, you and your friend started this company. Yes, your, absolutely. Your friend's last name is very interesting. First of all, introduce yourself uh, to, to my listeners. My pleasure. My name is Laura Ivanova. I'm a CEO and co-founder of My Lab Box. Which is so dope. Thank like, you. I feel so excited that I found you guys because I think it's really revolutionary. We think so too. Uh, and we're very excited. I mean, who would have thought when we started with this that we would actually be co-founders of the first nationwide at-home testing-to-treatment platform for STDs. And um, as much as it's an unconventional method kind of concept, it's also, I think, the future of our healthcare. And Fuck yeah. everything in the ve- eventually in the future, and that's where we're going, is any kind of laboratory test that you need to get done, you should be able to do at home in a privacy of your own Seriously. residence. Maybe on the couch, maybe watching oh, TV. Yeah, girl, like and, Netflix and, and my, my lab box. Netflix, Netflix and, and box. <laughs> Sexy. That's There's good. a ring to that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so, I read a little bit. So, how did you, how did you and your friend decide to do this? You know, like uh, it, it's a very. It was a. It caught us by surprise. Even to this day, I kind of look back, and it's such a strange origin story. We literally were just catching up after not having seen each other for months, and it was just one thing led to the next. We started talking about life in the big city, dating in the big city, and it has some sex. of the funny things, sex, you know, what that's what women do when we get together. No, this, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, we, we don't do. just talk about we that. Show we talk about pics. other things too. But <laughs> if you, you know, we were talking pic, about we relationships <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, sharing funny stories. And uh, it really was kind of, we obviously got to the sex topic and we, we thought to ourselves, well, 
why is it so difficult to have these conversations? And really the first thing that came to my mind was, well, it's difficult because nobody's testing. And, no one's and testing. It, it, as soon as the conversation comes up, it becomes such a hang-up and, and an uncomfortable pause, and then now what? And we would test a lot more frequently if it was easier and simpler. And, and, a, and part of the conversation. And part of the conversation. So and not shameful. I feel like it's shameful, shameful to it be shameful. safe. It is shameful. Yeah, but you're darned if you do, darned if you don't. Right. Like, yeah. And definitely, like, the whole going into the office, like, just the whole procedure, the lighting, first of all. I feel like there needs to be, like, a <laughs> and whole And the magazines, mood. the crinkled <laughs> magazines, and you wonder like how many hands touched them before you and <laughs> where, the, what other things those hands touched. <laughs> That's really my nightmare there. There's so many. Yeah, they're just the, the, the juices. <laughs> I hate to say juices, but there's so many juices involved in just any doctor's appointment, let alone getting tested. I hate to look at people's expressions in those waiting rooms because they're always so sad or scared or kind of tense. Like nobody sits in the doctor's waiting room and looks happy. happy. No. Right. But with my lab box, you can just sit at home. Like you said, I'm excited because I didn't want to do it yet before I spoke to you. I wanted us to talk about it and then go and experience it and then talk about it afterwards so that listeners can, you know, feel comfortable and, and know how my experience was. I'm, I'm all scared about the finger prick. You know, it's, it's <laughs> fast and easy. I think it's a lot less scary than, like, those vials of blood that they draw. I, in, so in, many. In clinical it's like, what are you, a fucking vampire? And Why do they need so much? when they don't find your vein, that's always, I'm like, I'm just praying that oh, they'll get God. it right from the first time. Or when they move I'm, the needle the, in oh. your vein. It's like, what I'm the fuck? Right am, I, am I a guinea pig here? <laughs> so I'd rather prick my own finger uh, than, than kind of go Are you flirting? <laughs> Where are you from originally? I'm actually born and raised in Bulgaria, so I'm and so what is originally it like from Europe. There? Like when you're, t- how, when did you come here? Uh, I in my very early 20s, so I was okay. 21 when I. But you came were a teenager the there. Yeah. So what was yeah. like? What was the sexual education like there? Was were, was that upbringing? Was that influential in your very decision? much, very very much so? Um, we were really kind of raised with this once a year test, no matter what, you right? Know, and um, it was something that I was very accustomed to, very comfortable with. I wasn't even sexually active, but I would go to an annual doctor's checkup, and an STD test was just part of that. I did that, too. And um, I don't know why. I mean, but I think it makes sense. Uh, it, people shouldn't be necessarily treated differently in their health care, depending on whether or not they're a virgin or, or right. you know, how many partners they have. Is it one or 20? The I devil could have snuck in your bed devil, at night. You don't happens. know. You it have only no takes idea. once. <laughs> and... Um, Coming to the States in my early 20s, obviously most of my dating experience was in the States. And I found that the the reality of it all was very different from the kind of once a year get tested, everybody gets tested, you have these conversations as adults. That wasn't the case. A, you weren't having the conversations. B, you weren't getting tested. And C, even if you tried very hard to get tested at that schedule, it was really hard, especially once you started going to work and you realize that, wait a minute, I get only 10 days off a year and I have to spend one of those days waiting With for an STD test in a clinic. inside of me and p- being poked and prodded? It is so not So you'd say the American reasonable. version. <laughs> <laughs> the American uh, sexual education and preventative care is worse. Well, I think, I'm, I mean, I can't talk much about the education because I didn't experience that here other than college. Yeah. But I would say that... Um, in general, there's a lot more stigma I feel around STDs and around sex in general, Why do you and think that, that is? is a barrier. What do you what do you attribute that to? Because you come from That's another country and you have experienced the American culture. What do you th- What do you think as somebody who has that perspective? 
This is a very good question. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. I mean, obviously, there's some parallels that can be made with the Puritan roots of the, the U.S., but I think there's also a sense of um, individuality here that affects that choice as well. I think in America, we place a lot of emphasis on who we are as an individual yeah. and our identity. Yeah, the image. And, when, and if the individual's identity you know, is associated in any way with kind of testing for STDs, I think then it has implications that unfortunately are not very positive. Right, they're not, it's not positive to be sexually active. You know, that's something like yeah. in my stand-up, that's like one of the things that made me gravitate towards your company and your product because I speak very positively about sex and, and about owning it and about women learning about their bodies yeah. and not leaving it up to men to navigate their body before they do. Well, let's be honest. That's why we're all here. Somebody had yeah. sex, a.k.a. our parents, yes. years Gross. ago. And the <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I hope they got tested before. Did your parents I get tested? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of cringe. Yeah, no, I don't want to think you're about that. You're turning a shade of yeah. rouge right now. <laughs> I feel like imagine, I am, too. I imagine them with the box. <laughs> Just saying I the mean, word I wish there was at-home testing when we were young. <laughs> at-home testing. Were they doing SATs now at home? That's my mom's accent. The SATs. <laughs> STDs. SATs, you failed those in high school. Thanks, Mom. Hopefully I don't fail this one. I, you know, I'm nervous. Like, I don't even know. I, I'm very uh, safe. I take that back. I'm not very safe. But I do get tested often. No. So 80% of stuff is asymptomatic, right? Yes. It's, it could be scary. as many as 80%. And that's why the whole thing of like, oh, I'm clean, you know, and like, look at me, I'm fine, or the visual inspection, that's completely, complete nonsense. And I from think the outside, you could be fine. From the inside, you could be rotten. Well, 80% of the times you're fine from the outside and you're not. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so it's, it's, and it, the statistics speaks for themselves. I mean, and we, a few years ago, the CDC had estimated one third of Americans are living with an infection, and now the reality and the oh recent statistics God. are saying it's it's half. Um, and it's obviously, half now? it's half. So I mean, obviously, it includes things like HPV and other things that uh, are much broader infections. But it really tells us that there is a need for us to really know what's going on with our bodies, and we can't shun this subject any longer. It really no. is not about even sex. It's about it's our healthcare. About it's yeah. about fertility because that's uh, you know affects our ability to to even have children down the line, depending, as women and men yep. can have different consequences of having an infection. There's a lot of it's, people that shouldn't have kids, so I'm, I'm okay with that. People develop cancer, people develop... Yep. There's there's a lot of elements of STDs that affect us beyond, that affect our families and our yep. loved ones and, 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 us, and us in the long run. And I think that's why we need to stop thinking of it as something that's separate. Like, we don't think of our, you know dental care is something that's not part of our bodies or something right. that's not part of general hygiene. And I think that's the same way it should be with, with our sexual health care. Seriously, because like sexual, sexual health care essentially is dental health care for your private parts. It's family care. Yeah. Fam yeah. Fa family. It's whole. Whole care. I want whole, whole care. Whole care. But it's like... Human it's, care. It's <laughs> <laughs> I remember once, I think I might have told a story like on the podcast before, but I remember once when I went to the OBGYN with my mom when I was younger... Um, this is like when I was like eight or nine, I think. Oh. I, maybe like I got my period early, so it was around there. Then, and the woman was talking, and she was asking me a question about I don't know, like whatever, my vagina, saying something like, "Hey, is your vagina okay?" 
and I asked her if she could hear an echo because she was had her head in between my legs. <laughs> my mom was like, Jesus Christ. And I think that's when I decided I was going to become a comedian in that moment. <laughs> so for you, like, what's your, what is your day like? What your day-to-day thing with my lab box? And, and where do you want to see it go? Like, I'm sure you have a lot of aspirations for it as far as, like... Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the day-to-day is, I think, very similar to what we all encounter in our work life. There's a lot of, obviously... Um, pieces to that that are moving in in having being a co-founder and having a business of that nature um so a lot of it it's really spent in primary things like how do we get more people to find out about who we are and what we do and get tested Uh, a big part of my day is spent on really kind of uh, figuring out creative ways to reach our audience and to 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 spread that message that we were just talking about the fact the fact that that we shouldn't be ashamed and you know we should take this lightly and we should take it seriously as our own hair healthcare but also you know maybe with a touch of humor and maybe with a touch of you know humility and the fact that we're all human and safe as sex is that did you come Um, up with that i did your background's in pr right yeah pr marketing um so then I also look at, obviously, where we're going as a company and um, talk to our current investors as well as future investors that we're uh, currently in conversations with. And those are conversations that are very exciting to me because they are about the future yeah. and where we, we can go. And not just our company, but healthcare in general. Yeah, this and is something that could branch out into uh, different areas of healthcare. Absolutely. Like, it totally is revolutionary, especially yeah. because of on the other side of it, the type of lifestyles we're leading now, where mm-hmm. people are a little bit more... You can work from home. A lot of people can work from home. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have time to go out. I mean, look at companies like Amazon. Yeah. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. Like, I literally... I don't, yeah, very rarely. Anything I need, I'm ordering on Amazon. So if I can also, like, get my hoo-ha fixed while I order some, like, paper towels and tissues as well, I mean... Yeah, and we, I mean, we look at our own lifestyles. I mean, I'm very much the same way. I buy a lot of things online. I now even get massages... Have them come to the house. I don't want to leave my bed. And it's amazing, you know, because... um, But that's really what I gravitate to, you know, getting everything delivered. I save... I feel like I'm saving years of my life that otherwise would be wasted in mundane tasks and errands and driving to the post office and driving to other things. So, like, drive... Takes 45 minutes one way, anywhere. Exactly. I went to Target. It was seven hours for a bench. So the exciting thing is, imagine (laughs) when your healthcare and all of these things you can really integrate with that lifestyle as well. You yeah. can get tested for anything from STDs to potentially diabetes, cancer, and any other uh, lab work that you might need from home. You can have a go-to place that has uh, kind of your, your health records that you, you have resources that you can access. And you don't have to worry about if I test positive or if I need help, where do I go next? How yep. much is that copay going to be? How am I going to even find that person that is a specialist in this particular area that I'm dealing yeah. with, we have this figured out and we already have this in place for, for the STDs, but we're also looking at what other health conditions uh, we need to look into for 2018 and, and bring to the market. And that's very exciting um, because you're that's, gonna patent that's what that we're shit? building. I feel like you're going to patent oh, gosh, that shit. I don't shit. know that we can patent Shark Tank that shit. <laughs> have you brought my lab box to Shark Tank? No, but there's actually a company uh, recently who um, started about a couple years after we began and they're kind of uh, t- approaching the at-home testing space as well and they were on Shark Tank they did really well they got a, a loan actually I think but um, so it wasn't necessarily an investment per se but I think it's the positive thing in it is that 
this industry is getting attention. And I think what we're doing, whereas when we started, we were the first ones out there and people thought of us as, I mean, is this going to work? You know, are you crazy? Nobody's ever going to do that. We did. Well, we had some very skeptical attitudes that we had to deal with, you know, like, oh, we don't think this is going to work. We don't think people What's are going to adopt it. it. What's the is validity it of it? You know, is it how effective? are you going to take care of them? You know, and what happens if, and all of these scenarios. And after two years of being in this market space, we've proven that, you know what, guess what? It's as effective. It's not scary. People do enjoy the benefits of having those kind of follow-up treatment consultations yeah. or, or just uh, in general expert consultations because not all of them are able to get treated. Um, and now we see other companies coming in that space and getting attention. To me, that's very exciting because yeah, it, it tells me that we were on the right track and we're no longer crazy. <laughs> we were trendsetters. I think that's that's really where my I think biggest. It's going to be mind. crazy in the beginning, though, because it means you're doing something really risky yeah. and something that's going to cause a shift, either a cultural shift or some a sort of. Yeah, it's a disruption. Yeah. And disruption creates change, and that's essentially where we become better. I think. Yeah. And. and I, I think in, in that way, you asked me earlier, you know, how does my kind of background play into this? I think that's part of it. I mean, I was willing at a very young age to take a leap of faith and go to a different country and um, kind of start a new life. Uh, and Did you do that alone? Was your family with I you? I was alone, actually. Damn. Yeah, I was you left alone. all your family back home? I left What family. made you want to come here? Was it uh, school? It was school, but I mean, mostly <clears> the reason why I just really wanted to, I had this idea that, of like the what if, what if I don't leave? Yeah. What if I don't experience something else? And That's a great question I don't want to have yourself. regrets, you know, and yeah. I think even when I look at creating My Lab Box, it was an idea that I felt very passionate about and I didn't want to live with the regret of not trying to see what if we actually created something like this and what could this do for the future? And what a big risk it was, you know? And it, it must was. be rewarding to have started that with a friend. What, what's her name? Her, she's an Ursula Hesselflo. Hess, Hesselfoot. Yeah, Hesselflo. Hesselflo. <laughs> it sounds like a side effect of one of the diseases. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a good what German name. Last? German name. That's I think interesting. It sounds like she owns property and, like, maybe a bunch of animals. Like, a, mid, like a medieval creature. I don't know what it means, actually. That's a good question. And your last name's interesting as well. Do you know what your last name means? Of Ivan. So it's... Um, Do you know an Ivan? An Ivan? I know a lot of Ivans. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are, I don't are know you of? I am. Who knows? <laughs> Someone back decades ago. <laughs> what is your partner's background? Um, she is also... Actually, she has a bit of a different background. Well, I kind of took the corporate track and I grew yeah. in big e-commerce companies and um, headed up different kind of functions within them. She took the entrepreneurial route right off the bat. She has an MBA, and then following that, she um, has been basically creating and building companies and That's doing dope. it over and over again. So we had very different backgrounds coming into this, but I think that at the end of the day, they kind of really meshed together because she brought to the table that kind of, okay, I've started multiple businesses before. I know how to. what are some of the major moving pieces here. And then I brought in, well, I've been part of a big organization that works with a lot of customers and scale and, you know, deals with fulfillment NPR. issues and other things. And um, and I can bring that to the table. So I think they were very complimentary. Yeah. Way. It's kind of badass that a couple chicks started right. this revolutionary Very company. rare, actually. Surprisingly rare. Yeah. I was told um, that m- a lot of, most women founders uh, end up 
or co-founders um, end up being starting a business with either spouses or siblings or people in their family. It's I very like it's rare for, for two women to actually do something like this and not be related or part of a family. Yeah, and did you guys go to college together? How did no, you guys know no, each we other? met. Oh gosh, I called called her. <laughs> decade, I think over a decade ago now. In were you one just of like my drunk and, and found her number? <laughs> no, I was working at a technology firm and we were um, kind of, I was in a sales capacity. So she was in my call list and I ended up calling her and talking That's her into random. meeting with me. We met, um, we talked and then we just kept running into each other all over town in different events. It turned out we had a lot of friends in common and eventually, I remember just kind of walking up and sitting down. I was like, we probably should be friends. You know, we see each other everywhere <laughs> we go. So we should probably, probably the universe is trying to tell us something. Yeah. And that's how it started. The universe puts people in your path, it man. It does. And you're, sometimes you're not open to it. But damn, like what, what an interesting story. Like, and now you've created this company that's, honestly, I think it's so, so, so dope. Thank you. And I think it's something especially that's going to be if not already, um, popular and successful with younger kids. Oh, it, it is. I think in... Do you um, have like a demographic that's most... Yeah, we have... Well, I mean, obviously, young working adults, so 25 mm -hmm. to 45 is really the, the, the bulk of uh, people that use the product. But um, we also see a very high in kind of uh, sales volume from people that are 18 to 25. And, yeah. um, and this to me is extremely exciting because yeah, that's awesome. it tells me that... The sooner we start in life creating healthy habits, the better we're going to be down the line. You Fuck know, yeah. I think it's very difficult to change behaviors down the line, but and especially like with your upbringing, yeah. you know, you never know. A lot of kids in my household, we didn't talk about sex. Yeah, you know, we didn't have. No one taught me about safe sex. Not even my sex ed teacher. Yeah. They the, all they showed us was like this. Uh, it was like a, a slideshow with all the side effects and all the different diseases and what you could get. So it's like, oh, so this is what's going to happen to me. So I shouldn't have sex because a bloom yeah. and onion is going to come out of my butt. And that's <laughs> your education. <laughs> and, you know, with my household, we didn't talk about it. So, well, we've and we've tried that as a society. We've tried not talking about it. It didn't go away. We've tried work. abstinence. Oh my it God. didn't go away. We've tried... Giving condoms and not giving condoms, neither of it really Just fixed the issue condom. entirely. So really to us, uh, starting this, it seemed like, look, we've been trying to fix this problem, doing the same thing over and over for decades, and it's not working. And we can continue to try to approach it that way, but what if we actually flipped it on its head? And yeah. instead of trying to get people to change their lives and go into clinics, which they're not doing even when the tests are free... Uh, what if we just said, hey, guess what? The tests can come to you. It's coming right you to your house. You don't have to do anything. Coupon. Just press this button. And Bright it's colors. Be there. <laughs> I've already opened it. I'm like a kid before. If there's presents under the tree before Christmas, I'm opening them. <laughs> and I'll funny take them if it was up. under your Christmas tree. <laughs> now that would be That'd be a great photo. Actually, that would be. You know what? Yeah, that yeah, could be a good promo be, photo. I think so. I, I love think we're that a lot. I like it too. Yeah. And you Santa full of my lap boxes <laughs> flying across the sky. I should call Santa and see how many my lab boxes he's delivering this Christmas. Like, oh, should be strange. every single household, I'll tell you that much. Everyone needs one of these things. <laughs> At least half, according to the statistics. Yeah. What is the most popular STD? I shouldn't say popular, oh, most gosh. common. You don't. STDs aren't popular. It's not a girl in high school. Well, actually, yeah, they're not well, popular at all, but they are. They are common. <laughs> Dirty um, Tracy spreading it all around. You know, HPV and Trick. Uh, these are kind of two big ones. Trick specifically is uh, 
important because there's not a lot of testing around trick. Uh, most, even when you go to a clinic or a doctor's office, you get tested for uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea, obviously HIV, the syphilis, starting line Yeah. But trick is not one you commonly test for, and surprisingly so, because it's really uh, the big one of the big really biggie ones in is volume. Is it horrible? Um, it's not horrible. It's actually very easily treatable, and you know it, but it can create discomfort that's very similar to like a uh, bacterial or yeast infection. Yeah. Um, but um, I think it's really important to to kind of have more awareness around it because it's a very common infection that's just kind of flying under the radar. And you can get rid of it. And, and yeah. you can. It's easily treatable. And that's the, that's the good thing about most of this stuff. It's, most of it is extremely easable, easily treatable if you catch it early. And that's why it's really important to not be afraid because the worst that's going to happen if you test regularly is you will maybe have an infection, you will be prescribed medication, and you will clear that very shortly. Yeah, so, is that, so what if happens you don't, if it's then, So yeah. my test hopefully doesn't yeah. come back positive. Hopefully not. <laughs> but let's just say, you know, there's a yeah. slew of stuff. Let's say we've got a peppering of things in there. Let's say I got four out of five. What happens next? Should I just shut it all down? Should I just shut the shop down and keep myself temporarily? In my house? Just temporarily. <laughs> you don't have to do it forever. But I think definitely the first thing we do have uh, professional STD counselors that will be in touch with you to make really? sure that you've seen your results and you understand what they are. So you talk to um, somebody. So you do talk to people. Yeah, That's it's over the dope. phone, so you don't have to deal with again the discomfort of going somewhere to see them. I'm gonna Facetime uh, them, but they, they, they will be your it. best buds. They yeah. will um, walk you through every all of your options. They'll tell you about. You have the option to print your results and take them to your personal doctor if you have one that you prefer going to you have the option of going to obviously a clinic and they can help you find one near you that's so great or you can take advantage of uh, free telemedicine consultations so they're basically phone calls with um, std counselors and physicians we have um, available to talk to you and specifically if it is feasible they can actually prescribe uh, treatment right over the phone so it really depends obviously on your specific situation and condition and how severe it may be but um you guys thought of everything potentially as easy as that yeah so i'm gonna be fine i'm a netflix in box and i'll have somebody who can call me hopefully somebody with like a soft voice if it's positive (laughs) i need somebody with like a gentle barry white voice to sing they usually have really nice voices (laughs) i mean they they are trained to (laughs) talk to people on the phone (laughs) now people listening um before we get out of here, where can they find My Lab Box? They can find us online at mylabbox.com, M-Y-L-A-B-B-O-X.com. And uh, we make it very easy to find the right kit for you. There's several combinations on there. Safe box for the most basic checkup, if you yep. want to check for those most common infections. You have the like Uber- 10 different boxes, right? There's, well, there's three basic tiers. Um, the Uber box is the one up from that, and that's comparable to what you would get in a clinic or a doctor's office. If you say, test me for everything, this is what the equivalent would be. It would be the Uber box. And then the total box. So we actually also screen for extragenital infections. Um, I'm going to need Mycoplasma, one of those. urea plasma. I'm going to need Very the, um, important works. if oral sex or anal sex are on the menu for you. Those um, are my favorite things. I well, have to be honest. To, that's how I started today. That's what you should know is as <laughs> many as 20% of infections, if they occur or it originate in one of those parts, uh, may not be detected if you test by conventional methods. Oh, damn so, it. Uh, it's, it's great that... That's now available, and you can also do this at home without any interference. And then, of course, if you are worried about something in specific, you can also get that test uh, alone, and that's just 79 bucks. Now, if you are in a romantic mood this Christmas... I am in a romantic mood right now. You can get the love box. <laughs> Ooh, I thought I, I thought I had a love box. <laughs> it's, it's a different kind of box. <laughs> 
And that's basically testing for partners, whether you're in a serious relationship or just starting up. Um, we have uh, couples options, uh, depending for any kind of combination of couples. And you can just order that online and save on both of your kids. That's dope. I mean, that's a great Valentine's Day gift. I and think Christmas so. gift. Yeah, and Christmas. Because it's the gift that keeps on giving and helps you stop giving the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that you don't want to give. Exactly. <laughs> nobody wants that gift. <laughs> the gift that prevents you from giving the gifts that you, nobody wants to get. For Christmas, <laughs> that I think that would be one of our yeah, taglines, yeah. right? Myla Box. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think you got it there. Well, I think it's been dope talking to you, and I look forward to doing a lot of fun stuff with you guys. And I think we can make some really interesting, fun videos for everybody, and just keep promoting this because I think it's an amazing product. Thank you, I and really so do. lovely chatting with you as well. And excited to share my Lab Box story, and look forward to talking to you more. We're gonna talk soon. Sounds good. Okay, What's I'm gonna go clean my box. All right. <laughs> Ladies, all the ladies.